G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post's preview podcast for the weekend of Saturday, February 18. I'm John Barker, joining me as usual, Dan Nuttall and Joel Marshall for a massive weekend of racing. The big highlight, of course, the return of Nature Strip in the Black Caviar Lightning at Flemington. Aft Cabin tackles his next challenge in the Hobartville at Rose Hill. I see after he won first up. Joel, someone, uh, I saw someone tweet that he was uh, Godolphin's best horse. And then, of course, someone else said, Animo says hello. I also, <laughs> note, uh, I also note this week, though, that uh, our colleague Howard Walter, good judge, tweeted that having uh, four best for last weekend's meetings, including Randwick, he was going to lay Animo at his next start. Don't at me. Joel, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, well, look, it's going to be interesting. Isn't it? Oh, geez, it was it was a sweet ride by McDonald last week to get Animo into the one-one so quickly. Like I, I did, I didn't picture that happening, and I thought that he may have been slightly vulnerable, even though um, you know he thought he'd be hard to beat. But once he lobbed one-one, uh, you know, he was just always going to be hard to beat. That's the key to Animo. When he settles in the first four, he's basically unbeatable. I think ever since he's been put into the race, he just wins. So, yeah, well, after Cabin gets another another chance this Saturday to, um, to I guess, uh, stake his claim to uh, potentially best horse in, Godolphin, in the Godolphin camp. He's got a fair way to go, I would have thought. But uh, he's also come up with a wide gate, as had Animo uh, last week. He's come up with uh, gate 11. So... Could be interesting to see where he gets to in the run. Uh, I would probably suggest he's got those that he beat in the Eskimo Prince covered, but there's a bit of new blood in the race, which could make things interesting. Uh, and Dan, meanwhile, uh, Nature Strip resumes, as I mentioned, I've written in Winning Post this week, uh, that uh, bizarre st- some bizarre stats to do with Nature Strip, and that is that in the he's had 29 starts with Chris Waller, 17 of them he started at $2.40 or less, and he's only won five of those. The other 12, he started at three ten or more, so he's never started at two fifty to $3. The other 12, he started at uh, three ten uh, or more, and uh, he's won nine out of 12 versus five out of – so nine out of 12 when he's backable, five out of 17 when he's short. What do you think about uh, Saturday? Odds on, look on? I don't know. Look, this he's certainly faced much tougher fields um, in the past, and he's won those races. Look, the first up record you touched on is 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 quite excellent. Um, you know, a few people on Twitter I saw that suggest maybe since coming from coming back from England, he hasn't his runs weren't uh, as highly rated as he has in the past. But I thought his run in the Everest, despite being finishing fourth, was excellent. Uh, but against him there, and then. Just went down to a bit of a straight track specialist in Rock and Horse, who again he meets here. So a little diving on in at the price, I'm not too sure, but I think he's the clear top pick. All righty, we will take you right through the uh, black type races at both Flemington and Rose Hill, and we may as well start at Flemington, uh, where the first of the black type races is race two, and that is the TAB Vanity. 1,400-metre Group 3 set weights and penalties for three-year-old fillies. Joel? I am with Happy on Club. I'm like Craig Williams, who uh, seems to prefer see you in heaven, uh, favourite, and will be... But I've quite liked what Happy on Club's been doing. Uh, 
strong win first up at Geelong, stepped up in class, let up and was waiting. Nothing wrong with that form. Uh, this is obviously she's taking on um, Phillies, but I think she can keep winning. I uh, do have to see you in heaven as the heart date number one. Unlucky not to win during that week. Uh, the Rosetta one, and we saw that for the cracker first up last. Uh, five climbing star is the other main hope coming out of it against the Manfred behind Jacqueline. It should be a good form line for the. Merchant. I have in 4-4, 3-1, 5-7. I really like the look of the four, Queen Air. Uh, Lindsay Smith trained Philly. Stable going really well at the moment. They didn't muck around with her last preparation. She was a, took on a Geelong maiden field first up, ran eighth there. It was a pretty good run. It was better than the, the finishing position uh, um, sort of suggests. But then she tackled uh, two group twos and then the Oaks where she finished third. Uh, behind She's Extreme. Of course, that form indicates she's going to be better over further than 1,400 metres. But the first that win on Warnable, although she didn't beat much, she uh, won very, very convincingly and was uh, sort of eased up well before the line. I'm going to follow her wherever she goes as prep. As I said, I know she'll be better over further, but um, taken by the first up run. And I'm happy to have her sort of at that price, around $11, $12. I think she's worth an each-way bet, Queen Air. So I'm with her. On top, I've got the five and next climbing star who contested the Manfred Stakes first up, um, not far behind Jackano, about three and a half lengths there. She was doing her best work late and uh, she's going to strip fitter for that run. In for third, I have the eight, Priscinia March. Um, hasn't seen a good track as yet, this filly. Um, she ran really well in some good races last time in, including a, a really dominant win on Taboo. So the first up record, she's one from one. I think she's worth throwing into exotics. And in for fourth, we've got the one, see you in heaven. Um, I think we'll take a lot of benefit from that first up run. 1,400 metres uh, here looks to suit. Four, five, eight, one. I think there's a bit of value in the race. I'm with the favourite here, see you in heaven, to beat Queen Air, Nunthorpe and Zenzella. One, four, nine and two. Fun facts about the vanity. No vanity winner has had a saddlecloth number higher than six. Since Musadora back in 2008. Well, that suits all our top picks. And bad luck for Prestinia March. No vanity winner has jumped from a double figure barrier since Forest Express all the way back in 2000. Race three at Flemington on Saturday is also a black type race. It is the TCL to Lindet Stakes. 1100 metre listed event down the straight five and a half. Four two year olds, set weights and penalties, Joel. It's tricky races, these two races, but I'm very keen on Ginger and Pink. I like what I'd seen at the jump outs. I thought, and I saw market swing for uh, the other debutant, Tis Enough, and it was just that position in running that was the difference. Enough did win well without tested, but landed on whereas Ginger and Pink was a fair way back, we too far back, just had too big a task. So we did rattle home in the second. Uh, nice from gate two, and she takes a little bit of improvement from very hard to beat. I've got Moody, stable mate, Infrastructure, who debuted in the Blue Diamond preview. Uh, covered ground, held on well there behind the instructor. Uh, one cracker was a bit plain in that race, but on very well down the straight back in the spring. So I don't want to drop off completely. And three, Mahaba. The debut for David Payne and the gold gift was very good, not too far off Barber. So 
I think yeah. he has to measure up. Right. Yeah, you could go a few ways here. I'm with one at a big price in the six, Rhodesian Red. Uh, Lonro Colt, who debuted down the straight uh, mid-January, finished third, be- third, third there behind the smart VC. Um, since that a freshen up. But he has won a Flemington jump out down the straight uh, quite well, leading all the way there. Um, Blake Sheehan takes a ride. And I just thought he was a touch of overs in an open race. So six on top for me. 12 in next, extremely wicked. Got that debut form around Croatian Bell, who's obviously a, quite a talented filly. Should be freshen up for that and has jumped out well since. Three, Mahaba as well. Obviously, the Golden Gift run um, does read well for this. And in for fourth, I got the two, Amua, who was obviously unbeaten at the Valley in his two starts. Six, 12, three, two. I'm with one at a ridiculous price in Snippety Legend uh, and getting longer. So I might not be onto it, but 41 out of 51. Um, expensive uh, buy and has won a trial, but uh, not absolutely friendless. Um, extremely Wicked Princess to Hallow and Amur for me. So that is 9, 12, 15 and 2. And we now move across to race five, normally known as the Francis Tressidy. This year, it is the Tony Burke Memorial, 1,400 metres, group three, set weights and penalties for fillies and mares, of course, renamed in honour of uh, our long-standing racing media colleague, Tony Burke, the long-standing chief racing writer of the age and a bloke who no one in racing has a had a bad word to say about, which is a very, very rare occurrence. Uh, fast facts. The Tony Burke Memorial has been won by a four-year-old mare in 11 of the past 13 years. So uh, the top two are four-year-olds, wrote to our attacky, uh, Elusive Express. So wrote to our attacky, Elusive Express, El Patroness and Glint of Hope. And the other fun fact, the favourite is one, in five of the past eight years, including the past three. Joel, tell us about it. And the winner will be facing again this year in our brain arrivals this day last year. Uh, three and a quarter lengths. It was a soft victory. She went on to be better in group one company. Last act, uh, Jamie Carr, for her over Clara Tacky, who she had led on and won on at a and Avisto drawn inside her. I reckon she'll to the fence. Wrote to Arataki. You have to sit outside of her. And again, I had to jump off Arataki because she's been good. But with Avisto, four to be six, ten. Nifla upside down and at second up. Forget uh, she can settle back and run on. I've got number three, Exa leader. Always improves after a run. Good second up record. Blink. Blinkers went on when she by Rose at the back end of the spring. Four on top from six ten and yeah, that is key. That jockey bookie is it? Jamie Carr heading on Alan Visto and uh, look hard to blame her. She's a class mare. Um, as, as we touched on, won this race last year. She had the one run in the winter in the Tatsiara. A little bit disappointing there, but she's obviously a much better horse than that. A couple of jump outs leading in, winning her most recent. I think she's the the class mare in the field and. We'll take beating first up. So four on top for me. Six in next road to Arataki. Um, obviously, a mare in form winning her past two. Yeah, it's a little bit of a step up in grade from what she saw last start. But, um, you know, she's a stakes winner who can keep going. 
In for third, I got the 10 as well. Niffler giving that horse a chance. Just sharply up a trip last start. I think a, a, a quieter ride will will suit her. And in for fourth, I got the three Exolidia. Fitter for the first up run. Four, six, ten, three. And I am with Anavisto as well. In fact, made Anavisto my best to beat Boogie Dancer, Road to Arataki, and L Patroness. Four, eight, six. And one, the first leg of the quaddy at Flemington on Saturday is race six, the C.S. Hayes Stakes. This is the male version of the Vanity. used to be called the Debonair. 1,400-metre group three set weights and penalties. And I should have a few fun facts about this. No winner has come off a last start worse than fourth. In this, That is excluding those who were resuming. Since Costa's off way back in 2001, bad news for Maximilius, Bello Bow, he's heaven. Vegeta San and Angry Skies. And in contrast to uh, the Vanity, where uh, very few of them carry a high saddlecloth number, eight of the past 12 C.S. Hayes stakes winners have carried saddlecloth seven or above. Joel, what have you gone for here? On for number thirty, Holy Man's uh, son of Elman's or from the mark. Well, showed a bit in the, in the Sandown Guineas and um, returned against Ali and quite stylishly. Only strong win. Uh, this is a step up in class, but I think he's got a fair bit of upside. And he was earlier in the week and he's down 10 to 1 now, which is probably about right. So I've lent his just from number four, Bank Moore. Who does bring the right form, only narrowly getting defeated by Jack Reno and the man, Fred. So, pretty hard to beat on that form. It was a class act. Not sure where he gets to the barrier. That's the tricky part. But two group one spring says he's going to if he can just get any luck at all. And 14 attrition has been very impressive. Winning a May in a 64 at Geelong last time out. He looks at the next step. 13 each way from four. I'm with Joel. I've got the 13 on top as well. Holy Mans. Uh, really, really like the jump out uh, win prior to that first up win at Moody Valley. I was keen on him that night and um, he just scraped in. Uh, but look, he was first up there. I think 1,200 metres, a little bit short of uh, his best. So the rising trip will suit. He won his maiden very impressively over this distance uh, last prep. Um, I think there's plenty of improvement to come from that first up win. So 13 on top for me. I think the one, Maximilius, is uh, well over the odds too. Convince he's a pretty good horse. Um, he's had two runs back from a spell. He led them up in the Manfred and is two lengths behind Jackano on the line. Here third up. He has beaten See You in Heaven on that horse's home track um, in Adelaide last, uh, sort of May of last year. So here's some good results. And I think here Fit a third up, good draw with Mark Zara on board. I rode him in that Group Three win in Adelaide. I think he's one is can run a race. Uh, certainly exceed his market expectations. Got the eleven in next cadetship, going along nicely. This prep, the son of Merchant Navy, and in for fourth, I have the uh, four Bank Moore, who's obviously got that uh, form around Jack and O in the Manfred, just missing there. But um, yeah, bit of value here as well. Thirteen, one, eleven, and four. Uh, the Jack and O form was good enough for me. Bankmore on top to beat Attrition, Cadetship and the Tasmanian Bellow Bow. 4, 14, 11 and 2. Second leg of the Quaddy at Flemington on Saturday. And the big one is the Black Caviar Lightning. 1,000 metres, 
One million dollars it is worth. It is a standard group one, uh, a standard weight for age group one. And fun facts about the Lightning since Black Caviar's run, which uh, was uh, ended 10 years ago in 2013, the only winning Lightning favourite in those 10 years has been Chautauqua in 2016. So, well, what about that for Nature Strip? And let's see, Nakoni's the only one of the past 14 Lightning winners to have jumped from a double-figure barrier. Bad news for Mullane and Buenos Noches, but... I don't know. I wouldn't read too much into that. Uh, have, there's been quite a few small fields in this race. And um, we don't need to worry about Black Caviar being the only horse to have won successive Lightnings because last year's winner is not here. 20 of the past 23 Lightning winners have been resuming, as is every horse in this race, bar the uh, fire who is coming out of being beaten in a benchmark 78, so it's unlikely to uh, be among the favourites. Joel? And should just be getting a lazy 22 off nature strip in the handicap fight. He's got his task ahead. I'm with the four-year-old notches. Uh, just show much in that first preparation uh, to get maiden five run with a terrific placing in the book. Group one, Coolmore, of course, prior to that, he went within a no down the straight. Just hope the thousand is not too short. I don't think it will. I think he'll just be storming over the top. He's a great each way bet. Uh, I've got Nature Strip as the hardest to beat, number one. Uh, usually risk barrier one down the straight, so that's a little not for me, but he obviously going to be very... Five Bell and Nipatina, I've got in for a uh, she had a good spring. Her good, even though she's only won one, she's run really good races over the short trip. And I could show win out not the horse, but his trial was outstanding. And he was finishing all top of them if they overdo it. But I'll be back in Buenos Notch from one, five, and two. I went with the one nature strip, but he's just. Really hard to go past. Um, as I said earlier, I don't think this is the strongest Group One field he's faced. There's obviously some very good horses in it, but um, at the weight for age level, weight for age uh, level, I just think he'll be too good for them and continue that really good first up record. So one for me on top of the six, Rock and Horse. See the straight track. Um, she has a straight track special. She has one. Falls come over further than a thousand meters, but. Um, I'm just going to be with her here. So obviously, not many can say they've lowered the colours of Nature Strip recently. And she is one. In for third, I have seven September run. We'll be finishing hard at 11 cool and gathering for uh, in fourth down on 53 and a half. One, six, seven, and 11. Yeah, look, I ended up with Nature Strip on top two to beat cool and gather Marabi. And I wish I win. One, 11, eight, and two. And race. Number eight at Flemington on Saturday uh, is the last of the black type races. It is the Hong Kong Jockey Club Elms Handicap, a 1,400-metre listed event, Joel. In the air a bit with this race. Um, you've got a few types with the big weights, not sure if they're ready. And towards the bottom, I'm not sure if they're quite it, but I've ended up going with the two down towards the bottom. Right weight. I only like the four from six. He's got to step up a bit, but I thought the fresh run had enough merit in it. 
Thomas last prep, the Jimmy the Bear form probably measures up pretty well here. 13, Munhamek probably won sand down last week. He was on flu and home and then just missed. Uh, so fit, form, good draw. Just a few boxes. Four, Uncle Bryn, that touch of class. He comes to hand pretty quickly, usually, so expecting competitive whilst obviously looking to uh, races down the track. And seven, looks like they always had the two, three runs. But Melbourne's been better has been in Sydney in recent for giving his latest run in the character and go on his prior run in the manifold, and he's certainly in the 14, 13. On with the seven on top, looks like Elvis, who, uh, yeah, it was a little disappointing to the eye, admittedly, in the Carrington last start. Um, as Joel said, the Melbourne form of late has been better. 1,400 metres at Flemington. He's had three starts for a win and two seconds, including a second in the Chester manifold, two back. Uh, look, uh, Maps to get a lovely run under Blake Shin. Um, I'm happy to be with him here. The seven in, in, in an open race. I've got the 10 in next, not an option. His best is certainly good enough to win a race like this. You've just got to take him on trust a little bit because he can mix his form. Um, he was first up over a 1,000. The run there was okay. He's going to be better suited up uh, up in trip. We'll need a bit of luck from that wide draw. In for third, I've got the two Dallasan. Goes well fresh. And this is a suitable distance. And in for fourth, I have the three Scalapini. Uh, seven, ten, two and three, my numbers. Uh, yeah, I've got Daytona Bay on top to beat Scalapini. Looks like Elvis and Dallasan. 14, three, seven and two. As I mentioned, my best race five, number four, was um, uh, Anavisto. And my value bet comes up in the last race nine, number 10, to Jumbuck. Uh, last start defeat of Jungle Jim. Uh, that form has held up and uh, just really is uh, a, a very bomb-proof each way. Bet over this distance. Uh, Joel, um, Ginger and Pink, we heard about, was your best uh, in the Talindit, but uh, tell us about your value bet, which comes up in the first. Yeah, race one number nine. Liaison, I reckon he might be ready to win third start. The two runs, both have been full of at Sandown behind his stable mate, Worsfold, and then he went to the van and he was one of two runners basically went up the straight at him and Lyrical Lad. I think they're both ready to win 61 and a half. Liaison gets him with 55 and a half. So just that weight pull, he leaned his way and shit on board too. Yeah, of those two runs, he's been a Worsfold both times. This time he got seriously liaison. He's playing very well uh, when with Nick Ryan stable. So I think he looks a good way play at $8. And Dan, we have heard about your uh, specials too, which was uh, you were uh, with Anavista uh, as well, race five, number four, and your value bit was Rhodesian Red in the Talinda, which is uh, race three, number six. Rose Hill, the venue for Sydney Racing on Saturday. And uh, there's some very interesting races going on there, not the least of which is the first of the black type races. And this is for the two-year-olds. They're on their way to the Golden Slipper. It's race four, the Fujitsu General Silver Slipper Stakes, 1,100 metres set weights for two-year-olds at Group 2 level. Joel? Uh, King's Gambit for me. I think he'll bounce straight back from defeat at a dollar twenty and get 
terms of a, a prep back on track here. I thought he was pretty good, even though, you know, I was a few weren't just watching. I thought he ran pretty well. He wouldn't have been wound for sure. Uh, from in camp, they know how good he made that on debut and he trolled really well. I'm sure left plenty in the tank this race and for the slip. Distance goes pretty good. So I don't think, um, you know, you should lose any running into that bloke who was fit and speed and just a bit to run down. Best of the day. Slightly worried about the two-cylinder because you could make a case he should be unbeaten. Newcastle on debut and then whacked his gates at Caulfield and apart from that, had very um, little luck and ran second to Little Bros who ran well last week to Frank Perform. So he's the one I'm worried about. Uh, fire lane's very um, well and eight platinum jewelry. Nothing wrong with her for uh, coming out of uh, a good second in the Magic Millions Classic. But I am with King's Gambit as well. I think he bounces back um, from the second last start, rolled at, at the short odds. Um, the run was, was quite good. We know how, how talented he is. That debut win was outstanding. So King's Gambit to bounce back. Two in next cylinder as well. Um, former in Fire Lane and, and Little Bros has stood up. In for third, eight Platinum Jubilee. Um, it was very good, fresh, and then of course backed up with a good run behind Skirt the Law, who's a favourite or one of the favourites. Magic Millions, and in for fourth, I have six Madeira Sunrise, three two eight six. Across to race six at Rose Hill on Saturday, Rose Hill Bowling Club Millie Fox stakes thirteen hundred metres set weights and penalties for fillies and mares at Group Two level. Joel. Yeah, so- here, uh, looking at the market, but um, I've got Electric Girl. Uh, first up, she was out of the track and she gave way to the boys. It was a bit of a forgive run. She hit that really hard set with a narrow defeat in the Scirocco and then went on to have a break without breaking through. I think she maps really well here. I thought she jumped out quite well at Flemington the other day. And, I mean, she was down in Melbourne. Down here, they've, they've gone back to Sydney. I think that says they're pretty. The way she's yeah, it's found the right race to be very competitive in first. Two Maria Mia obviously ticks the right boxes. Two this prep, winning uh, first up, went to the expressway as a late entry and pushed in big time. It was a soft. Well, in at the weights as his electric girl, and Sonora might have liked her a little dominant win at Randwick last up. This is. Tougher, but she draws to be given every. And five cliffs are. Expect her to be running on strongly at the back end. One up from two, nine, and five. I found this tough. I've gone the six routes on top just because of how well she goes first up. She's three for three. Um, and she's got some really good form uh, in stakes race toward the end of last preparation. The trials were, were okay, there were nothing outstanding. Um, but fitter for those two trials. Got a pretty decent hit out in the most recent of those. So uh, I'm with her here, but not too confident, admittedly. Got the two in next, Maria Mia. Um, look, she's here third up. The good scalp, Golden Mile, last start. She's obviously uh, going well and all posse handy. In for third, I have the seven, Cardolan, another horse that goes really well, fresh. And in for fourth, I have the nine, Sonora, uh, fit mare. Um, whether she's as uh, talented as some of these top of the page, unsure, but she's fit and firing, and and it was a good win uh, to the eye last start. Six two seven nine. 
Race seven at Rose Hill on Saturday is the Parramatta Cup. Listed quality over 1,900 metres, Joel. Yeah, I've gone with Cremento. He could improve. And up this race, should set up a bit better for him. Um, he pushed up over the 1,600 and then just uh, faded, looked in need of the run, but wasn't, wasn't beat. He does improve second up as a rule. He's won three from six. The step up to 1,900 the plus and uh, control of the race here. So he's on top from 10, King Frankel, who's well-backed all three of his four starts in that initial Australian campaign. Certainly looks as fair at some promise. In for th a bit of a strange lead in. Kicked off at 1,400, went straight to the 24, and now comes back to 19. So that's a little bit of a... Third up, he's ready to show his best and in for 411 Irish legend. In form and will race handy. He ticks a few boxes too. Two on top from 10, 7 and 11. With the promising King Frankel on top, uh, first up win last preparation was excellent. It was his first run in Australia. He won by over five lengths. It wasn't a heavy track, but his form on dry tracks have been quite good. Um, just three kilos here. I'm... Happy to go with him. Four in for second, Youth Spirit. I think he's one over the odds. Um, well, was first up over the mile. Not sure that's his go, but he was. it was a pretty good effort considering he was first up there. He's going to really improve off that run, down to 54 kilos for this. Um, I think it's at a little bit closer in transit. I think he's over the odds. Two, Sacramento. He too is going to be, take a lot of benefit from that first up run. Um, and getting out to this trip will suit him. And in for fourth, I have the five, Banju. Uh, ten, four, two, five. Rose is a race eight, and that is the Petal Winner. Hobartville Stakes, 1,400 metre group two, set weights for three-year-olds. And, uh, Joel, you've, uh, you've done an ex fairly comprehensive preview of this one, including talking to the trainer of the uh, Kiwi that we're seeing here, here, and also Mark Newnham, who's got much a latte. But uh, which way have you gone? Yeah, I've put the favourite on top. He had to beat. He's just going to get a little bit of luck early. Um, but it was a pretty dominant win first. I think he's probably got again, although, you know, certainly Zoo Tiger um, was a... Sopenko didn't have a lot of luck and ran pretty well. But I suspect whilst we're at 14, I think after covered Chalate and uh, much from the Newnham Yard. I reckon this is the next step this time. I'm not sure what his ideal race is going to be. Probably the Rosehill Guineas. Maybe even the Randwick Guineas. Uh, the maiden on the Kenzo track. There's been three stakes winners to come out of that. Then bumped into Golden Mile, ran very well, and bumped into Sharp and Smart in the gliding. And I thought the stakes ran. He just took off a little bit, did hold on pretty well. So his four, you know, can back up. I really like his trial. They sort of were a bit positive, asked him to try well, and he did. So I think fresh, uh, as can the key number two, Pierre. He Three foot five, you on the two in the Hawks back in the spring. Stand off a break with 60 kilos at Pukakoe back a million night. He was very unlucky for a lot of the straight. Um, third line, the smart Philly, Bell. So I think he can run well. And I've got Osipenko 
Uh, barrier one, I think they'll use a little bit closer and you can certainly improve off that SEO prints. On top from six, two and four, going to be playing exotics. Yeah, after Carbon, uh, Kevin on top for me, last four starts, he's three wins and a second. That second was to Jack and Owen in the McNeil Stakes. So the form is um, hard to knock. I did it pretty easily first up, beating a few of these. I think if, uh, a few of them will, will improve over a bit further, but uh, no reason this I can't as well. He was a pretty easy winner of 1,400 metres at Caulfield at the end of the last preparation. So three on top for me. Nine in next communist. I think he's one that's certainly going to uh, improve up to 1,400 metres. He was good in Eskimo Prince, third behind um, after Coven there. And uh, pretty decent effort considering it's a trip well short of his best. Osipenko, another who was um, uh, coming out of that race, uh, was a long way back there, but I thought ran on quite well. And in for fourth, Mad 12 Magic is a maiden still. He's well over the odds, I would have thought, in this. He's... Um, He's shown quite a bit, but he has mixed his form. He's a little bit inconsistent. Um, but look, now a gelding might be able to uh, show something here. I think he's just well over the odds and worth throwing into exotics. Three nine four twelve. All righty. Uh, now we have heard about Joel's best and value bets. Best race four number three Kings Gambit. Value bet race six number one Electric Girl. Dan, we haven't heard about either of your specials, so uh, lay them on us. I think True Crime in the midway, race two, will be uh, hard to run down. The form this prep is a very consistent horse, seven starts, three wins and three minor placings. Third behind a pretty talented horse in Kokoro last start. I think that's a, a stronger race than what he sees here. Um, he'll jump to the front and take some running down, True Crime. So he's the best. Race two, number two. And the value comes up in race five on with... Fear Nought from the Chris Wallace stable. I'm a fan of this horse. He's fitter for three runs back from a spell. He should have finished, she should have finished much closer uh, at Randwick last start. She was held up, held up. I only really got clear with about 150 metres to go. Found the line nicely there. She certainly goes close, much closer to the winner um, with even luck. Plummets in weight from 57.5 to 53.5 here. And uh, yeah, I think she's well, uh, each way, good each way price. Price five. Number 15, Fearnaught. In Adelaide on Saturday, they are racing on the parks track. What have you found for us there, Dan? Yeah, best comes up in race four with the two Royal Mile. Uh, contested the Durbridge Stakes first up, a listed race. Uh, enormous run. He was last on the turn. He was just, he couldn't get a crack at him, really. Um, or Shimino was able to bound clear and, and build some momentum. Don't think... Would have beaten that horse necessarily, but he certainly finishes second, I think, if he gets out a little bit sooner. Um, huge effort first up. Second up record's good. The rising trip as well as the drop back in grade are both ticks. So I think Royal Mile, um, well-placed in race four. It's number two. The value comes up in the last. And with the uh, Will Clark and uh, Nicky O'Shea trained toast the deal, surprise this horse came up. The price she did was about nine ten dollars. Thought she'd be a lot shorter than that. She's been very good in both runs back from a spell. Just missed a pretty handy one in Lord Morton at Shethelbin last start. I think that's solid form for a race like this, even though this is a tougher contest. But um, I think a promising mare is toast a deal. And while she is eligible for maiden races, um, I think she can uh, break a maiden in this benchmark 60. Race nine, number 14, the value. All righty. Joel, any thoughts about Adelaide? 
Uh, no, nothing for me there, Barks. All right, we will press on to Eagle Farm, which is the venue for Brisbane racing on Saturday. Dan, and uh, first uh, couple of legs of the quaddies, we find your specials. Yeah, I think Comrade Rosa is a one-out job in the in the quaddie. She's uh, about $1.85 as I speak now, but that's a good price for her. She was far too good for him at Eagle Farm a fortnight ago. I meet a similar field here, and I think she just wins again. Lovely run in transit. She got a lovely run in transit, barrier five. James Allman taking the ride, and I think she's much better than this grade. So she'll be winning again. Race six, number four. The value comes up at the very next race. Charge on the the one from the Adam Campton stable going along nicely. Um, the stable, of course, had the city winner last week. Um, I think he can go back-to-back in consecutive weeks. He just had a quite a tough run. Um, at Eagle Farm last start. He was sort of wide the trip, had to sort of track around early and settle outside the leader and did a bit of work in doing so. Um, but stuck on all, all right, I thought, to finish fourth there. Um, this looks an easier contest and I think uh, well over the odds charge on at sort of around $12, $13. So he's each way play. Race seven, number one. Joel, any thoughts about the farm? No, I'll give that one a miss as well, Barks. Okay, we will head over to the west where Pinjarra is the venue for WA Metro Racing on Saturday. And uh, it is Magic Millions Day. And the Magic Millions races are races seven and eight. Race seven, the Magic Millions WA three-year-old trophy over 1,200 metres. And... Greg Hooper's best comes up in that race, and that is uh, race seven, number nine, Malkar Pindari. There'll be two man crush, one street parade, and 12 snipping over. In the two-year-old race, race eight, Magic Millions WA, two-year-old classic, also 1,200 metres. Hoops likes number one, a lot of good men, to beat nine, Super Smink, two, Odenaka, and seven, Champagne Street. His best comes up nice and early. And that is at 3.24 Eastern Time, 12.24 local, race one, number 11, twice a fortnight. Joel, earlier in the day across the Tasman, uh, they are racing at uh, Ascot Park, but also at Pukekohe, where the Avondale Guineas meeting is to take place this year. Yeah, and we should... Should go ahead. Um, the latest update was the track was a heavy eight. That was uh, two o'clock Australian time on the Thursday. Um, obviously, they had a, a stack of rain earlier in the week, but um, none on Thursday. So, fingers crossed we can get onto a, an improving track. Uh, my best bet comes up in the Avondale Guineas race five, number eight, Bitcoin. Uh, probably trying to stamp his ticket to Sydney here. Uh, this Andrew Forsman trained son of Tarzino. He's been removed from New, Ze- New Zealand Derby nominations. Even though he placed in one of the good lead-up races last time out, he is a maiden, uh, but f- placed two of three, and he's already been tried in good company. I think he'll be very hard to beat here on Saturday. If he runs well, I think he's a chance of uh, coming across to Sydney and performing well. Uh, I thought Platinum Dragon, uh, sorry, Phantom Dragon, number 11, might be the one worth saving on. In that race, my value bet comes up in the last, number four. Uh, race eight, number four, Text Regrets. Just had a very tough run last time out, uh, wide throughout. Thought he actually did a pretty good job to beat more than half the field home. So willing to give him another chance. 
and at Ascot Park down in the South Island, uh, waiting till the last couple of races. My value is race eight, number eight, La Power, uh, giving her another chance. She'd been racing pretty well up until last start, where she's got a duck egg next to her name, and just watching the race, I, I thought I might be putting a pen through her, but um, just looking at the sectionals, the race wasn't run overly quickly, and she was a bit slow to begin, settled further back than most expected, and... Yeah, she was one of only uh, four horses in the race to break 34 for the last 600. So I think it was a bit of a, a hidden good run and, and certainly a forgive run anyway. So she's worth another chance. And my best is race nine, number 10, Ange DeReeve. Uh, first run in the South, uh, on the South Island was a couple of weeks ago. She settled just behind the pace and did have her chance, but I thought just knocked up in the last 50 metres or so. Wasn't beaten too far. Uh, she'll be fitter for that. And her best North Island form would take beating here. So I think she might be an improver second up. All righty. That wraps up the preview section of the podcast. Although there is uh, other black type as well this weekend. There's uh, the uh, Jeff Tawney Night Cup at the Valley on Friday night. And there's also the uh, Tassie Oaks on Sunday where the Waterhouse and Bot... Train favourite will start fairly short after a very easy win in the Strut Stakes, but does have a bit more um, a bit more opposition, including Butterboom Baby from the Annabelle Neesham Yard. But uh, sole choice for Waterhouse and Bot will start a uh, warm favourite in that. That brings us to our best twenty dollar bet of the weekend: Lazy Lobsters. Well, Dan, overdue, but got back on the board with In Secret. Unfortunately, that did not wipe out the uh, losses by me and Joel on Kun, uh, Corner Pocket and Kundalini, respectively. So now it's up to us to get back into the black. And uh, in typically soft fashion, I'm going to go each way. And I am going to go on a very special horse at Flemington. Indeed, in the last race at Flemington, and that is each way race ten, each way race nine, number ten, De Jumbuck, Joel. Uh, yeah, I'm going to put mine for a win on Ginger and Pink, Flemington race three, number fourteen. Uh, I think Comrade Rose is the best all weekend, but dollar sixty, I'm not going to do that, um, especially after backing an even money shot last week. So, uh, race seven at Eagle Farm. I'll go the one. Charge on. Uh, 10 each way. Excellent. All right. Uh, that leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. All the form for Friday, Saturday and Sunday. All your favourite features and plenty of great reading besides, including uh, Joel's uh, comprehensive preview of the Hobart Bill. Also, Richo has spoken to uh, Matthew Smith with uh, Joel's tip, Buenos Noches, running in the Lightning. That's the Q&A. On page two, Dan, in uh, his column, Nutsy, been doing a great job standing in for Richo on page 93. And he has talked to Tyler Schiller this week as well as uh, giving a rundown of the apprentices' premierships in all the states. So plenty of great reading uh, in this week's winning post. Get a hold of that. 
Uh, have a good read. Have a good punt. Back plenty of winners, and we'll talk to you next week on the Preview Podcast.